So I want to know if I can trust this person. No. Okay, cool. So we conduct this conversation entirely as if nothing has happened. And then we take off the comms and I turn to Deep Wave and go, I don't want to be this person's friend. And that's saying a lot. We should go down there. This is the first time that Deep Wave has ever heard, heard Luna say that she doesn't want to be someone's friend. Hmm. Deep Wave is alarmed. Rec looks at Luna and goes, wow. I know, right? It's not very often that someone gives me bad vibes. I think something's happening down there, and we should probably see what. Okay. Do you think your ship has a shuttlecraft, teleporters, or something else for getting to the surface? This is a cop ship. I think it's too small to have shuttlecraft. It's probably Mm -hmm. teleporters. Okay. Who all is going down to the surface? I think we're going to all go together and leave Shelly in charge of the ship. Please don't make me go down there. Are you okay by yourself? I would just love to stay mostly horizontal. And I think I figured out how to kick back the captain's chair and turn the console. So I'm good. Before they go to the surface, Deep Wave does make another massive hot toddy in the galley and scuttles it over to Shelly. Thank you. This is um, honestly soul healing, but unfortunately my throat is the thing that hurts. If they start shooting. I mean, I I do feel better, but I I think maybe I feel better because you care. Um, My coworkers back at the lockup didn't really care. It was very much a like... Uh, they're all just trying to get noticed by some fancier cop so that they can get out onto a patrol ship like the one we stole. The only reason Deep Wave is able to give Shelly the hug that she deserves is because she is in the reclined chair and therefore at an accessible height. Thanks, Deep Wave. I, I'm really glad that I came with you all, even though my life is now totally in shambles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're sorry about that. Freck <laughs> cuts in at this point with, "Why are you so weak?" I'm a I'm a mere human, Wreck. I could not attempt. I could not even dream to be a specimen of ma- uh, majestic mechanical android superhumanness. I turn to Wreck and go, "You know you can get viruses too, right?" <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't stop me from doing my job. Okay, why don't y'all head to the teleporter pad? I got you from here. Mm-hmm. Shelly, if they start shooting, please let us know. We'll be back here as soon as possible. Uh, the shields look fine, so we should have at least a little while if uh, uh, the stewards decide to get frisky. Okay. Um, don't die. It's against the school rules. Um, and then I uh, go into the teleporter. What do you all think the teleportation these, party? Yeah, what do these teleporters look like? What's the what's the vibe when when you teleport down to uh, to the city uh, at uh, Karos Two? I like to think that Rec personally hates teleportation. <laughs> so I think it's probably not a super big deal for us, but to other people, it looks like we just got PowerPoint transitioned away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beautiful. 
just fully star wiped. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, you, st- we, we star wipe in from the partridge and star wipe out to a wide shot of a, uh, like kind of sort of like, uh, the Alps slash North pole in, in like a, a holiday cartoon. So we've got mountains in the distance and then there's like various buildings kind of into the foothills of the mountains and it's snowing. But as the, as the kind of camera zooms in toward a town square, it turns and there is like a bubbling volcano a few degrees off to one side, which doesn't seem like it's congruous with the rest of what's going on. And so that seems a bit strange. And there's a bunch of like, kind of white lights tied up to various buildings and then a couple of other lights that seem to go with the flag of this country. And so there's like blue lights and silver lights kind of dangled from various places. And, but it's decorated like somebody decorating their, their freshman dorm room for a, for a, like a holiday of lights. It's really, it's really meager for some reason. But the like the town square here is fairly active, but mostly there's a string of people coming from a really new looking kind of kind of ugly boxy building that's at the edge of town that has a smokestack with smoke coming out from it. And there's just a few people in the town square. You teleport into the town square and then all around you are very un- like mostly unassuming kind of like stoat people with um, fur that varies from like white to sandy brown to black. There are some other folks that are more like um, close humanoids, you know, more like Vulcan, Klingon, human, Romulan. But the majority kind of ancestry of the people of Karos II seems to be this kind of bipedal, like two meter tall stoat people. If they're all two meters tall, then Deepway feels a little extra short today. Yeah. And what is your like in so in lasers and feelings by default you have a a a spacesuit a legally distinct from but very similar to tricorder and a legally distinct from but very similar to phaser. Do you think that that's the kind of gear that would have been on the partridge when it was a cop ship or do you think you have something else? I think there's like extremely heavy poorly sized laser proof vests. Sure. There are definitely phasers. The first thing we did with those was try to figure out how they could be set to stun. They can be set to stun. Discard all the ones that don't. So they can be set to stun, but on each and every one of them, you discovered that the stun had been turned off. But like, it didn't take a lot to turn it back on. But it was done in such a way that probably at least deep wave would have uh, might have been able to intuit um was intentional and then those who are more feelings inclined might have some feelings about why and how that was done oh so no rex the one who has lasers so rex would be able to figure out they broke it on purpose a little right yeah rex would know that thank you because i am an android can i say that when i'm in a cockpit I'm in like a vague humanoid shape, but then when I'm out uh, and about newming and whatever, I'm like a little flying thing. Like I fold up into a, like not quite a destiny type thing, but (laughs) something similar to that. 
larger, what? obviously, because I have to conserve mass and all of that. Sure. Could you tell me a little bit more about about what your kind of your away ship or like away mission form looks like? Does, like, are are you uh, animal shaped in some way? Are you like geometric, uh, like fractal shape or something else? I think because I was originally designed as a reconnaissance model, mm-hmm. I'm like very hyper military, futuristic, geometric, call of gears of modern duty type of shape. Oh, okay, so you're like also- a. Um- Yoy, I hope you don't mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> because Deep Wave struggled to understand what part of this version of Wreck is the face, Deep Wave did put googly eyes on you. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So, Just so that we know what face to look at. <laughs> I'm imagining like a maybe slightly larger version of one of the drones from an early cutscene, like preview cutscene from The Division. <laughs> but like... Yes with symmetry so that you could like you could be pointed in any direction which then necessitates the googly eyes i feel like the googly eyes probably shake uh as you're as uh, like as you're just kind of hovering because you're Mm -hmm. you're constantly like making micro adjustments oh Um, and also because i looked very intimidating at first and both luna and deep wave and shelly with their arm of the law input said that this was like too intense for people that we definitely didn't want to start fights with. You know the evil penguin in the Wallace and Gromit short, the wrong trousers? I believe Um, so. Yes, the evil penguin does crimes as a, quote, rooster, and the disguise of this evil penguin is taking a rubber glove and sticking it over its head, and this somehow has everybody fooled into thinking that he's a rooster. Okay. Um, So Luna took a nitrile glove and, like, stuck it over like the uppermost prong of the Call of Gears of Modern Duty shape that is um, <laughs> that is Wreck as a drone. Okay. So not only do the googly eyes shake, but there's like an inflated rubber glove that's going. <laughs> Got it. At the top. <laughs> so you teleport in, and one of the stoop people goes, <gasps> gasps and drops their like basket full of various uh, various goods. What's going on? Stewards! Stewards! And like they're kind of looking, uh, like kind of ra- raising and like waving a hand to someone at, like outside the, the, the square. It's fine. It's gaps fine. between this person and Rack and goes, Whoa, hey, sorry, sorry, didn't mean to scare you. We're just down here to check things out. We are just tourists. It's cool. We are not here to, you know get in anybody's way. Mm-hmm. We are just here for a tourism. We do not mean any harm. Um, just want to take some nice scenic selfies in this gorgeous, gorgeous landscape of yours. <sighs> like this person is like s- just kind of letting out air. A role <laughs> might be able to change this person's disposition. I am happy to roll feelings, but I also want to check. We are all speaking intergalactic common or... Does Deep Wave have like the equivalent of, of their interstellar Berlitz book out? Derlib book? <laughs> I I think for ease of play, there is a very widespread omnitranslator device mm. that will let you speak and be heard in Karos 2's kind of local languages. And Karos 2 is not so isolated that they don't also have that technology. 
Um, you know, for most people, it's on like a, a wristlet or a necklace or an earring or something like that. Yes. Okay. On one of Deep Wave's massive ears, we've got a very, very gaudy translating earring. Yep. So, hmm, let's see. I am certainly an expert at putting people at ease, so mm -hmm. that should put me at 2d6. I would like to argue that using the translator also makes me prepared for this interaction. Sure, and you knew that you were going to go where people were, so this is not a surprising mm -hmm. uh, eventuality for you. So go ahead. So that gives me 3d6. Can I provide an assist? Because we did clarify earlier that the Stope people are two meters tall, while Deep Wave is significantly shorter than this. Mm -hmm. and Deep so, Wave is a meter and a half and therefore looks super non-threatening. And so as the Stope person like looked around to try and see... Deepwave wreck slowly meandered downwards to bring the eyeline down. Sure. <laughs> to be like, here's where the shorter person is. You should look at them. <laughs> okay, I'll let that go ahead and just add a die without a separate test, since this is okay. a, a little bit lower stakes. That takes us up to 4d6. All right. Five, six, two, five. So that's three successes, and I rolled my number. Okay, so laser. you get some laser feelings about the situation or this person mm -hmm. in specific. Hmm. I'm going to spend that at laser feelings on the question, what's really going on here? Okay, so kind of you're able to put this person at ease. They introduce themselves as Elise, um, A-L-E-E-S-E, -E -E, huh, who uses they or she pronouns. And Elise kind of does everything big. So they like were surprised big, they were worried big, but she's also then easily and fully turned into hospitality. And so like she's very, very chatty. And because so I'm teeny, mm -hmm. does she think that like my teeniness is cute and non-threatening and this is contributing to friendliness? Yeah, I think because you're the one mostly talking, as she's like putting back together their um, basket full of stuff will I kind of stay at that hunch down level to to chat with you because I think Elise is even a bit taller than that two meters so like squatted down is kind of about on target or close enough deep wave being closer to the ground is also helping pick things back up very nice and so with with the success and what's really going on here you get uh, you get a little bit of her life story but are able to guide the conversation to the last like two to three months when the stewards arrived and told them about the the environmental crisis. But, uh, you know, well, and they said that they got delayed. And so uh, we didn't even notice that it was happening until they were already here. Uh, and there was the burning in the sky. And then, um, you know, the the sleeping mountain woke up and we didn't know that there were any volcanoes when we came to this planet, when or my, my great grandfather came to this planet, you know, with all of the other, the other colonists. Um, and you know, it's been, it's been pretty great here. You know, we don't travel to other planets very much because we just mind our own business and everything works fine, but it's been really scary the last couple of months. And uh, thank goodness for the stewards. Cause without that, I don't think we would have known uh, that we needed to, uh, to increase our necessarium yield. So, um, so thoroughly, um, to be able to help them build the, the device to uh, uh, to deal with the um, the environmental crisis, and she's completely earnest about this thing, but the story sounds uh, fishy. Mm -hmm. 
And so she will t- uh, tell you in conversation that most of the people in this city, which is called New Amity, have changed what they're doing to working in the Necessarium mines and refinery. The refinery is that the building kind of on the edge of town uh, because the stewards have said that their ship is going to be able to fabricate a solution for the environmental crisis, but it requires just an extraordinary amount of Necessarium that they've been kind of shuttling up to the ship in orbit. Throughout this story, does Elise ever say what the environmental crisis actually is or is it the volcano so it's the volcano and a accumulation of it's it's not carbon dioxide but it's the equivalent of carbon dioxide for this this environment because we're in uh we're in wacky space land so the the air is going to become damaging to the populace and it's been happening uh, very fast just over the last couple of months because uh, Annalise says, I don't really understand the science, but the uh, the, the the chief steward, um, Crusom, said that it was some sort of um, refla- refractily self-perpetuating deleterious chain reaction. I'm a gardener. I don't like if you need if you need information about fertilizers and crop rotation. I'm your I'm your person. I don't know the other stuff. I leave that to the stewards. So is there anything that you need? What are you trying to do here? Well, and then Elise like kind of looks to the meager decorations. It's almost renewal and everybody's working at the mines and the factories and there really hasn't been time to to decorate and I've barely been able to uh, uh to put together everything that I need to make uh, uh, to make my gifts for, for my friends and my neighbors. And I think, I don't, I feel like renewal is, is just going to get forgotten because of all of the crisis. And I mean, we all want to be able to breathe, but I, you know, I, I always look forward to renewal so much. And, you know, when it's cold, we, you're not outside so much, you don't see friends as much. So you have to make special effort. And, you know, we open the community center and just, Everybody's so busy. Is there something that we can do to make everyone available right now? Well, the the steward says that it's really important that we keep up the pace of production to be able to maintain the the necessarium shipments, and that you know we could we could reschedule renewal. And you know they don't understand it. I under you know they're trying to help. I don't want to you know the mayor is not going to like. Be get angry at them because they don't understand that renewal has to come at a very specific time because of the you know the rotation of the planet and you know it fits into the social calendar and everything and from their perspective this is all just a distraction from the work. But if you uh, if you if you want to help, um, I could I could take you to the mayor's office. It's just down the road here. He, he um, it's it's always close to the to the city center because you know there's there's activities and there was supposed to be a, a renewal market, but everybody's working. Aww. I would love to. We came here for the renewal market. Oh well, you'll have to come back when everything is settled. My cousin makes the absolute best hot cider. Ooh, I my favorite. Uh, Elise will lead you to like the mayor's office which is just like a three-minute walk away. The city is not especially large, 
but then there are like you do see kind of like light rail that kind of goes out from the hub and we have the like the city center here and then there's like light rail stations that are pretty pretty nearby this seems like a great place to be except for all of the whatever is going on so i definitely need to ask the mayor a question yeah you can get to the office it is into evening but i think the mayor is keeps long hours as well and so there's a smaller stoke person um, in the, kind of at the front, there are two or three people seated at like nicely carved wooden chairs who are maybe like waiting for appointments or something. And you can hear a con- like there's some kind of conversation happening in the room behind the reception area that has a closed door, which is presumably the the mayor's office. And the um, the person at the reception desk says, um, uh, "Hello." Uh, the mayor has has a bit of a line, but uh, I'm sorry, we don't have chairs, but you're welcome to stand here to, to get out of the cold. Um, but it may be a little while. He, he, he's he been on the phone for a bit. Um. Well, it is kind of urgent. We wanted to um, verify some things regarding some of the work that you're presently doing in the area. We wanted to know if the, there was any way that we could uh, help, perhaps. Are you with the stewards? Uh, no. Uh, we're the crew of the Partridge. We represent the crew of the Partridge and all friendly and noble things everywhere in the universe. Uh, hi, I'm Luna. Hi, Luna. I'm Deck. Deepwave has their selfie stick out and is taking a photo in front of the mayor's seal. <laughs> like, really playing up the I'm a harmless tourist vibe. Okay, great. Deck says, well, the, the stewards arrived... You know, right as things were getting getting difficult and, you know, the mayor is in there talking with the chief steward, trying to make sure that we're keeping up with all of the the production targets that the steward set for us. Mm-hmm. So I can ask you a question and you'd be able to tell me then, surely? Uh, I'll do what I can. What does the steward do with the uh, shipments? They're developing a technology on the spaceship to deal with the, the environmental uh, ripple cascade i they use several different words um i i was more of a math person than a science person mm-hmm. does it ever feel like the words change or no longer mean the same thing from one moment to the next i feel like my uh semiotic annihilation threshold for scientific language is really low like you say the word you say the word road five times and then it doesn't mean anything anymore when they start talking about like covalent bonds or anything, it's just like. Mm-hmm. No while this uh, while this conversation is going on, Rex googly eyes are pointed towards the mayor's office, uh-huh. and as a reconnaissance drone, I am reconnaissancing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the uh, conversation that's going on in there. There aren't any like specific protections, and it's just a normal door. So I think you can just straight up hear. The mayor is in the office, and the conversation is on speakerphone because the mayor is pacing. And the mayor says, "Well, I mean, um, we have eighty uh, percent of the people in the town, and the the colony even are are working in the necessarium uh, operation. And I can't really." reassign or ask to ask any any more people to to reassign the the work that they're doing you know we still need food and power and the engineers have to work and uh then a voice comes through the speaker 
Surely you understand that this is an, a- an absolute planetary scale crisis, and we are falling behind on the quota, and I don't know if there's something else that you need to be saying to your people to convey how serious this situation is. You know, we came here to do a job, and it's really important that you work with us on this. And this steward is just like rolling over the mayor, and everything is about doing more, working longer hours, convincing people to take this seriously. And it just comes across as a uh, number must go up. Wreck is getting Fair flashbacks. At all. <laughs> yes, Wreck is getting flashbacks to um, her primary designer who got really, really pissy as um, due to the outcome of an error that he made in her programming that made her sound like an absolute douchebag um, and said that it was super important that she sounded nicer for service and she did not understand that. But she is getting flashbacks to that general vibe. So yeah, the the conversation kind of continues in the same uh, vein as we return to the kind of uh, the the chat in the reception area, and so um, Deck had just talked about kind of getting uh, like um, science language going over their head. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've, everything has been so busy. I haven't been able to uh, to put on coffee, but I can I can make some tea now. Um, you know, where our um, our resource allocation uh, systems are really running behind because so many people are working on the emergency project. Uh, and, it's, you know, they, they kind of oh. get up and, and tutter over to, like, kind of a, a hospitality area. Oh, you don't need to worry about us if it's trouble. Is there anything we can help you with? Um, well, uh, you all seem like really nice people, and I could absolutely use the help would you be able to go um two doors down and ask for um for alec to come and uh fix the the hot water thing um it's been sputtering and like i burned my hand this morning and it just it still hurts well yeah of course we could do that deep wave elbows wreck which is kind of difficult because deep wave got to reach out to do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he goes, hey, uh, Rek goes ding, isn't that something you could handle? Rek, do you uh, think you can fix the pipes for this nice person? Are they even the pipes for a ship? Pipes are pipes, aren't they? <sighs> yeah, we'd be different. That different from our plumbing. I mean, plumbing. If it's not a, if it's not a problem, if it sounds like maybe you're. Uh, an, an engineer, when we built these buildings, we wanted to make sure that repairs were really easy. So, um, and they go over and like open a door, which is uh, basically lets you go into a uh, a walking crawl space um, and gets you to the back of like all the like electrical and pipe furnishings for ease of repair. Mm. By revealing this enticing, mysterious environment, my curiosity is excited. So I come on, Rack, Let's go have a look. Um, I over. <laughs> so it would take you. Wave just goblin marches behind. <laughs> it would take you a maximum of two two minutes to fix this. Like you don't have to roll for this. It, this is basic engineering stuff. These folks just all seem like overwhelmed and harried. Well, why not? It is here. 
Yeah. Um, so you can fix that while uh, Luna is in the reception area. And while they're doing that, you can kind of overhear um, stuff from the, the like there's a, what appears to be like a mom and like four or five-year-old kid who's like the the mom's spouse has not come back from the refinery in three days. Um, and so they're like trying to ask what's going on, you know, and they turned us away at the refinery and like, she's re- relaying the story to either Luna, if Luna's curious or the other person who is sitting in line. Oh no, I'm definitely curious. As this conversation is happening, I kind of lean towards the mother and go, so what happens to the necessaria? Well, they, they refine it in the refinery and then it goes on the shuttles up to the um, Majestic 3 where they put it into where the, the engineering department, I understand, and the science team is producing the, I think they called it a counter agent. Do you know what that does? It fixes the atmosphere. That's what they said. So they haven't fixed the atmosphere yet. They said there's a critical and like at this the the kind of this this person looks to deck like critical mass. I think they said a sufficiency. Have they done anything to repair the atmosphere at all since they got here? I mean, the fire in the sky stopped, so they did something. What fire? Uh, it was like. The day before, the day before they teleported down to the city, there was like a fire in the sky, like in the distance, like a like a meteor shower, but um, smokier. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have like any video of that when that happened? Uh, like that, at this, the kind of the the folks of uh, Theta Two kind of chatter amongst themselves and like, yeah, I think. Um, I think Saki actually got some video. Um, I'll send them a message and like gets on their phone. Hmm. I'd like to see that. Random question. Do we have comms? I think the, your phones are probably like the tricorder equivalents are comms. Because, ah, well, yes. you know, it's uh, we're Star Trek from 2022 projecting forward. And so you have like the base is a smartphone. I send a message to Deep Wave that goes, I think I want to be these people, I think I want to be these stewards' friends even less. I'm pretty sure, I think they triggered a bomb to frighten these people, question mark, question mark, question mark. Deep Wave writes back, oh, that's bad. I don't like bombs. I Um, think they're faking this entire thing just to get this necessarium whatever. Wreck, who is quietly doing soldering things and fixing things pings because i'm guessing their googly yeah, eyes are spinning I around could, i think we could probably make an argument that rex communication and capabilities are are built in so rex is just getting text messages straight to the brain yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, the worst so life to live certain, to be sure at certain but times this is probably just hell mm-hmm. it takes rec, a lot uh <laughs> rec pings back the entire report of the of the scan that she did initially mm-hmm. from the ship and with like an analysis of the weird ion stuff around their ship and then the weird things going on with the atmosphere and then like concluding that with supposition they try to enter the atmosphere 
cause the flame by existing in the atmosphere, then manage to turn that around and leverage it into a beneficial situation for them. Which means, yeah. of course, they are inept, says Wreck, with particularly savage punctuation. It indicates they can't even land a craft right. Fair, but it takes a certain kind of wickedness to turn that kind of failure into an opportunity to fool an entire community. Deep Wave is typing. <laughs> Deep Wave is typing. Before Deep Wave finishes, the, uh, the seated stout person kind of flick forwards you a video that the per- that the uh, that that other person sent you and you get a fairly gr- uh, somewhat grainy and really zoomed out like basically um smartphone video of just like a streak and like chain combustion uh multi multicolored combustion environmental phenomena streaking across the sky consistent with uh, Rex's supposition. Yeah. All caps. Useful trouble time? Question mark. Rex pings back the philosophy that probably got them in jail in the first place, which is all trouble is useful trouble. Okay. Um, so what do we make a mess of first? The necessarium or the stewards themselves? Because I don't think these... I don't think these people actually need any of these shiny rocks for anything. Yeah, like a a very mild rate of uh, necessarium extract extraction would be enough for them to kind of keep their whole economic system afloat. And the stewards are having them operate at 10x that. I want to ask two stupid questions. One, can we access... Uh, the partridge's sensors from our own devices while they're still on the surface. I think Shelly can probably do that for Wreck, but maybe not anybody else. Is Shelly awake to see what's happening in the group chat right now? (laughs) Um, So, like... Just, like, sending increasing amounts of question marks? Right, like, I think maybe 60 seconds after the good trouble, a message from Shelly shows up of... Are you okay? Question mark, question mark. All caps. Of course, we're discovering we can cause, we can make a scene over here. You're missing everything. I'm so very sorry. Do I need to? We're okay. Planet not okay. We're gonna fix it. (laughs) Shelly, a little bit slower than maybe otherwise, uh, texts, uh, how can I help? Breck pings back. Can you teleport to the stewardship, give them your disease, and make them weak? No, not that. Keep resting. Please don't get up. Honest- but can I ask you to run some scans for us? Honestly, I think this is like strep throat. And yeah, I, I can do some scans. Um, uh, Rec, uh, Rec, do you want me to just link you to the systems? That is an affirmative. Okay. Last time I did this, you said that it was a lot. So I'm just reminding you that, like, maybe this will hurt. Wreck says aloud to says aloud to Deep Wave because I'm assuming we're still in the cross space doing the mm-hmm. thing. Wreck says, "Call sign Deep Wave. Remove my googly eyes." <laughs> 
Deepwave uses their little goblin nails to peel off the Google eyes. I think we get like powerful major chord, like dun dun. It's like taking off a power limiter for a Sayuki character or something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and when uh, Rec- when Rec gets linked up to the sensors, it's like Galaxy Brain. <laughs> It's good I took off those googly eyes. They really would have distracted me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay. what do you want to do? I think first I'm going to try and see if I can do another scan of the steward's ship to try and get a read on if they are actually doing with the Necessarium what they say they're doing, or are they just kind of stashing it in their bellies? Like a weird Mm -hmm. little piggy bank of rocks. Yeah, now that the ship is in orbit with uh, your ship, the Partridge is in orbit with the Majestic 3, your powerful sensors will be able to go to the interior of the Majestic, but that is much more noticeable. So if you get a mixed success or a failure here, you will likely have been found out to have been scanning them, doing like a deep scan. Well, the great thing about this is that Wreck has been told reliably that apparently she sounds like an asshole. So, <laughs> oops, I guess I just don't know how to deep scan properly is how they're going to go with that. So, yeah, I'm deep scanning them. Okay. Um, so before we do that, yeah. because I want to do another thing. I want to I want to get another piece of information, but I okay. believe that the piece of information that I want to get is also reliably helping. So... I want to know if Necessarium is chemically volatile. 100%. Okay, cool. So this is not something that I had to research. So it wouldn't be a thing that no, I would have actually looked it's, up. Okay. It, is, it is common knowledge. I think Necessarium is like crystal C4. Yeah, that was what I was imagining. Because I, I think was, then... Well, I thought again, you were going to say it was meth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's fentanyl. Like Once it's aerosolized, you're dead. This is me making fun of people. Oh, this this is me. If it's like fentanyl, does that mean that when a cop touches it, they have to pretend they're having a seizure? Uh Uh-huh. The minute it's in their hands and now it's dropped to the floor and start beginning to die. It's it's Um, very awkward because they drop the the planted gun that they were about to put on somebody. (laughs) Hmm. Because the thing that I wanted to do was essentially say, well, let's just scan... For the necessarium to know if it's in storage in large quantities. Because that's all we need to know. Because I need to know two things in particular. One, do they have it? And two, does anyone object to us just blowing up this ship? Because at this point, you if we just nudge it. was like, let's take all the shit out of our guns so that we don't have guns. Right. I, I'll be, I'd be curious to know how you're going to blow that ship up. But uh, See, for- the beautiful thing about having... An entire room full of what is essentially crystallized ethyl alcohol that is waiting to just combust is all you have to do is hit them with more crystallized ethyl alcohol and they will combust. And there's more necessarium right here. We just need a large slingshot. Okay, but first... Or someone willing to open a door, but first we need to find out whether they have the thing. Because the necessarium thing is common knowledge... I don't know that either Luna has to roll to assist, nor do I think that on its own is an assist, because this is knowledge yeah. that Rec already has. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. 
So, Rec, we've established you're an expert at using sensors. Are you prepared for this work? I took off my googly eyes. Hell yeah! Legit. So that's three dice. That is, oh no, two sixes and a four. All right, so you're looking for uh, under your five, so you get one, um, one success. So there's good news and bad news. Yes. The good news is that in your deep scan, you both establish that there is necessarium in their hole just stacked up in crates, and you, your timing is just so that you're able to intercept and splice yourself onto a deep space comm call where Stuart, um, Stuart Jos- uh, Docent Jarsik is, is telling someone, yes, yes, the next shipment will be ready tomorrow. I've been promised. However, there have been some difficulties, so the price has been increased by 20%. And the person on the other, uh, the other side like grumbles and says, you know, I can go elsewhere for Necessarium. And, uh, and then Jarsik says, well, then I can sell Necessarium to someone else. These people are completely clueless, and I can find other customers. Just because we went, to, we went to college together and played squash doesn't mean that I don't need to make a profit, Justin. Oh, they played squash and the other one's called Justin. They really do hate each other. But the, there's like, Jarsa gets like up on the mic enough that then something in the splice makes the sensors on the, the partridge, like basically the, a console overloads. Um, and Shelly gets like basically flung to the floor because she was horizontal. And that feedback gets back to Jarsik. And one of the like the ops people on Jar Six, uh, you know, work kind of the camera is on the Majestic Three now. The uh, the the comms officer, who's like a a skinny prim uh, white woman with like a bun, uh, says, uh, uh, "Stuart Docent, um, uh, we're being um, our comms have been hacked by yeah yes by that mm, partridge ship." And Jarsik says, very well. Arm weapons. And now we're going to take a break. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The theme music for Speculate is Yellow Wood by Greg's band, The Road. Find out more at www.thebandtheroad.com. Hi, everyone. If you've enjoyed what we've been doing here on Speculate and you've been thinking to yourself, where can I get more role-playing in my life? Can I recommend arvanelleron.com, A-R-V-A-N-E-L-E-R-O-N.com, where you can check out the Curse of Strahd podcast. This, set in the world of Ravenloft, is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, which has been running for a long time with a similar group of players, and which has been both a lot of fun and I think you will find enjoyable. If you like it, please let us know both there and over here. 
You can subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, and many other fine podcast providers. Thanks, and we'll see you over there.